Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Hey, welcome to the final episode of the season for the She Yearns podcast. Don't worry, we will be back in just a few weeks. Look for new episodes the week of August the 19th. It's going to be here before you know it. The reason for this break falls in line with our topic today, soul care. Soul care is almost one of those phrases that is popping up everywhere. Maybe we think we know what it means. Maybe we don't. We hear a little bit about it and what we thought we understood might be totally shot, leaving us with less clarity than we started with. So today, I want to clear up some of that fog if I can and bring you five of the best summer tips for soul care I can offer. First of all, what do I mean by the term soul care? Some people use it to mean counseling in its truest sense as something you would go see a professional counselor to help you navigate as it relates to your psyche. Others view it from a community sense as shepherding. This is where I've seen it pop up on a larger scale. Pastors and churches are using the terms with congregations and communities to talk about caring for the whole person in a shepherding sense. You might see it on the internet like that also. Both of these work under that soul care umbrella concept, but there is another perspective we can utilize that offers a personal and biblical perspective. Although the term soul care may sound new, it's really not. If you're familiar with the term spiritual disciplines, it kind of overlaps in developing the disciple of Christ as a whole. The principles are going to ring true and overlap. Third John in the first chapter verse 2 is probably the verse that is pinpointed for caring for your soul as it relates to the whole person. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that it may all go well with you even as your soul is getting along together. You see how that all works together as the whole person? Now, Dallas Willard is probably one of the most notable pillars in this area. He wrote some lines meant primarily for ministers, but I think they very much relate to anyone working with people in a given capacity, even on a small scale, because they speak to our core being rather than our performance, which many of us get caught up in. So here's what he said. The people to whom we minister and speak will not recall 99% of what we say to them but they will never forget the kind of persons we are. The quality of our souls will indelibly touch others for the good or for ill. So we must never forget that the most important thing happening at any moment in the midst of all our ministerial duties is the kind of persons we are becoming. Now, biblically, we know from John, the verse we read, that taking care of our souls is part of the responsibility of the believer. If you and I take that piece of advice and wisdom offered from Willard into our daily lives, we can be assured that the majority of what we say to those entrusted to us is not what they're going to remember. It's the kind of person we are 
and the kind of person we are becoming. If what Dallas Willard says is true and what the Word of God says is true, then you and I need to take a greater responsibility in developing that person. I know what happens. You give and you give and you give and you work and you work and then give some more and you serve your guts out because maybe there's no one else to do X, Y, and Z and you have bad week and a worse week after that and you're exhausted the last thing on your mind and on your plate is working on the person you are becoming it's all about survival and responses to the urgent and even when you have time it's not on the front burner except maybe in january when you're trying to set forth those new year's resolutions we do think about it then so dallas willard made another contribution that's really stuck in my mind really because I need it (laughs) you sound very performance driven not necessarily for you but I demand perfection often uh, from myself pretty much in most things and from those around me very close to me God bless them when another person might lean into this idea of caring for the soul sort of like a day at the spa it's a really feel-good kind of concept for a person like me this concept really communicates a truckload of work pressure to the nth degree to perform at my core level with the highest stakes and that just sounds marvelous Willard sort of anchors those fears in another place And he anchors it down in scripture and sort of puts everything in perspective by reminding us how grace works with what we're supposed to do in terms of energy and how that's opposed to an attitude of performance. So let me share this with you. It's really penetrating. He says, once we team that grace is not opposed to effort or to action, it's not opposed to action, though it is opposed to earning. attitude the way it is open for us to work out all that is involved in our salvation not only with fear and trembling but also with the calm assurance that it is God who is at work in us to accomplish all of his goodwill and he's taken this idea from Philippians chapter 2 so I needed that reminder that caring for my soul is essential for what really matters personally and for those around me it's not just about me but i also need the understanding that he places together here that grace and effort work together but it's without adding that thousand pound pressure to my shoulders because it's not the performance that i am putting on myself it's god who's doing the work in me and my job is to cooperate in ways that move me toward him and his purposes in my life there is grace enough for him to do all that's necessary and sometimes i lose sight of that so if i'm in the midst of the summertime and you're in the midst of the summertime What can I do to care for my soul? What can you do to care for your soul? Well, I came up with five tips that will help us with taking care of our soul to kind of bring these ideas together without the pressure, but to align the grace with the energy and effort and allow God to do that work in and through us. Number one, grab the mask. Our first thought might be, I need to get some me time to do what I want to do to get some space or whatever because we feel like if we have to go one more day, one more hour, we simply can't breathe. And that is 
the best way to care for the soul, right, is to just get out. We feel we just need to get out and get some fresh air. Well, I get it. But you know it doesn't work. What we really need is something like that oxygen mask <laughs> that drops down in the case of an emergency in an airplane. You can see it kind of dropping down. But this one drops down filled with the perfect combination of spiritual revitalization that only Jesus can provide. That's sort of the picture that I have. We tend to do the opposite. When we are in a situation where we just feel that confinement and we just need to get away, we just need some air, we want that freedom, we run the other way, which does not refresh our souls at all. Okay, it might refresh the body for a minute. It might release a, a little bit of the pressure, but it doesn't cure the deep need in our souls for what truly satisfies. More than me time, more than a manicure, more than a night out with the girls and date. Not, not all that's important. I get it. You and I need to do the unexpected and that's grab the mask. And that mask is going to be for us the Word of God. You've got to take your Bible, find that cozy spot, find that corner with maybe a cup of coffee, maybe not. Maybe just need to get in a place just with you and your Bible to take it all in. Trust me, it's not going to feel like life-saving oxygen that is uh, coming down in a depressurizing plane, if that's how you say it, but that's really what it is. Or maybe what you need to do is combine the two. Maybe you need to take the Word of God as it comes into a device, grab your headphones, and just go outside and take it all in that way. Might be that that is the best combination for you. By all means, yes, go get your manicure, have your date night, whatever it is. But the first line of defense for taking in what you really truly need is to race toward the Word of God. So this summer, make this your habit. Grab your Bible, make a commitment to read it as if it was essential as breathing through the drop-down mask in an airplane. It's just that important for your soul. That's the first tip. The second tip is practice the presence of God. This is a classic from the classics in spiritual disciplines, and I simply didn't want to reword it. The idea here is that we leave what I would say is the God drawer open. I mean, so many of us uh, just do our God time and we do a little devotion. There's so many options of five minutes with God and then we move on and we close the God drawer. And what I'm suggesting is maybe open it up and let it ooze out all through the day. Sort of like an essential oil thing that goes all through the air. It permeates the whole room. That would be more practicing the presence of God, letting it be all throughout the room so that throughout your day, you haven't just prayed and thought about God and then shut the door and shut the drawer and moved on to whatever you wanted to do. You are consciously allowing it to permeate the room and saturate whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing. Another thing I thought about was, let's say you've got your phone and you're taking it with you wherever. Let's say you're just leaving it on speakerphone and you can talk to God anytime you want and He can hear everything you say. That's just another analogy I was thinking about. You want to think about it like Psalm 16, 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord with Him at my right hand. <laughs> I will not be shaken. 
and that's just something I was thinking about. You might want to do that and find more and more ways to engage with them. Maybe instead of listening to secular music this summer in your car, you might make a decision to find a Christian radio station or make a station for yourself on Spotify. Maybe you can just cut out all other music for the summer. Just make it very intentional. So that would be my second suggestion. The third tip is to schedule time for solitude. You know, my calendar, and I'm sure yours, is so complicated with people and work schedules that there are things that we put on the calendar that would seem kind of strange to other people. It's so detailed, but time for solitude would be something that you might want to put on your calendar because otherwise it's just not going to happen. And we need to look at the examples that are set before us. Remember in Mark, where the disciples had been out ministering and they came back to Jesus, this is what it said. Because so many people were coming and going that did not even have a chance to eat. Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. You know, Jesus understood this necessity. And then we see him up early in the morning, late at night. He knew what it meant to be alone with God. In fact, he never complained about not having enough time to get it all done and not having enough time to do the ministry. And that is so meaningful to me, that example, that this is some of what we're talking about, rearranging the schedule with the podcast. I cannot do all things to the glory of God. You know, certain things must be rearranged. This is one of my favorite aspects of ministry that I get to do. I love creating it. I love producing it. But during these few weeks when all my people are home, it's just nigh on impossible. I have written podcasts in the car while we're traveling across the country. I've had to upload in different places where I can squeeze in some Wi-Fi in between where we're heading. And this is not what I need to be doing when I'm having to squeeze in everything else, something's going to have to give and it cannot be the time I have with the Lord. So I'm going to have to rearrange my schedule for a few weeks and make sure that there are certain essentials that do not get squeezed out. So my encouragement to you is schedule time for being alone with God. It's not just going to happen. Your time is going to be sucked away. So make sure the essential things are on the calendar. Let me encourage you to find some solitude during your week. Put it on the calendar so that you make sure that it happens. Number four is journaling. Romans 12 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So once you're reading your Bible and getting alone with God, journaling is a great practice to pull all that God is saying to you and what you're thinking together as you and I are caring for your souls in a manner in which we're talking about today, we're likely going to need to write some things down that he's doing internally. Journaling allows for getting it all down and helping you and I process through things. It also provides a record of what God is doing in your life, which is always helpful because I am so forgetful. I'm always forgetting what he said and what he's done. I seem to have very good view of what he hasn't done and a very small view of what he has done. So journaling is very, very, very key for me in my spiritual walk. So let me encourage you to try it. 
stick with it for the summer. See how renewing it becomes. There are always free, shorter, downloadable journals out there you can get online. We offer two different thematic ones from the website. Find something and get started, and you're not going to be sorry that you did. So that's tip number four. The fifth tip is to be thankful. Being thankful is a part of soul care. I found that so interesting. And all the resources that I looked at, being thankful was most always a part of it. There is just something about being thankful as a person that is life-giving. Of course, we're instructed in this area all across Scripture. One example that would be familiar is Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. But really, more than this, it helps us remember who we are and who he is. This is inherently what soul care should be, a reminder of what we cannot do for ourselves, but aims our eyes and really our whole being on God and his gifts, his provision, and his work in us. It's a reminder that my life is fully his, even and especially in the summer when I'm a little bit weakened and feeling a little peopled out and wanting to just get away from it all. It is his grace that takes my energy to transform even me into something more like Jesus. And that is exactly what he will do for you. His grace with your energy is a beautiful transformation that he cannot experience any other way. So take the time, make the effort to care for your soul this summer. Use the five tips. Grab the mask, which is the word of God. Practice his presence, sort of like your essential oils permeating the room or your speakerphone that's just left out so you can continue that conversation. Schedule some solitude, some just time listening to him. Try journaling. Just pick it up for the summer and remember to be thankful because it points our eyes upward. That is it for us for the season. Thank you so much for joining us. Please think about leaving a review of what you've thought about the podcast for this time and maybe posting on social media how you've enjoyed the format, the best five. It will be a hassle, but I'm really thinking about changing the RSS and everything over in the coming months from the She Yearns podcast to the best five with Cherry Strange. And I really, really, really want to know what you think about that before I do it. Because if you don't like it, I need to know that. It just seems to be more telling of what you might find, even in the title, if we describe it in the words rather than leaving it very open-ended so you don't even know what you're going to get. But it also leaves the door open for what we can do in the broadcast. So let me know what you think. It's really important to me to know what you think. Check out the other episodes maybe that you've missed in the process during the season. You'll have just a few weeks to catch up. And I look forward to being with you again. Get refreshed. And I'll see you again in August. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful and encouraging. You might get an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram or leave us a review about the podcast. 
For more truth-saturated and gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir desire for God into your everyday life.